you go. There we go. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with normal. Oh, that looks um, good, dude. Looks great. Man. Uh, so <laughs> tell me. Oh man. So like dude, today I kind of freaked out. Did you watch the blood the Ryan Bledsoe interview? That I- yeah, after you told me to send you sent me the link. Yeah. 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 I was like, <laughs> holy shit. How was it the synchronicity, man? You talk about it. That was spot on, right? Like, yeah, I know, mate. Like, I think that I don't know. It's exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I find it very interesting because, like, the fact that he was talking about Jim Semivan coming to see them. Right. Jim Semivan's a Gnostic, isn't he? Like, you know, self-proclaimed Gnostic. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. There's some photos from a while back where he was in uh, the church, their local church, when he mm-hmm. came to visit them, and he's kind of got his hands up like, and they shared that. Well, look at Jim; he's like getting down with us at our local church. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. I, This is this is when I first started to hear about the Bledsoe's, and, you're and like- um, I remember looking at it, just going, so. Let's have a look. So Jim Summerman's a CIA agent. <laughs> right, okay. right. Uh, or ex-CIA agent. And he's going down to visit the Bledsoe's and he's going to their church and he's getting down with it, you know, because he, he's a believer. Right, right. So then, you know, a year and a half goes by or whatever, and, or a year, and, uh, and now he's giving an interview talking about it and he mentions how about, and it's true, it made me feel a bit bad actually. Because in my head, I straight away go to the conspiracy theory. I'm like, look at them. Yeah, they're running a secret religious cult mission out in the woods there. <laughs> and I've tracked it down because the address matches. Right, like, right, right. The bare truth is, in the interview, he's going, you know, he says quite a lot about the fact that he's uh, from a certain type of church. And the interviewer says, oh, well, I was brought up a Mennonite. Yeah. And he goes, well, yeah, well, that's like one step up from us. Um, so you start looking at the fact it's different over here. Like those kinds of, extreme well not extreme but you don't secular like the secularness of it doesn't exist really in england like it does here right you don't have you don't like you have christianity and obviously you have the it broken down into you might have some baptists and right catholics and you know that sort of church of england protestants right it's not like you've got like just you don't have like mennonites right you don't don't have like you don't have amish right there's no amish in england right you guys don't have the amish (laughs) (laughs) not unless they're out on their little trip where they're allowed out for a year or or (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to run into a pocket like there's like we go two two and a half hours south here man and there's like you know the signs that are like caution caution signs on the side of the road this is literally a picture of a horse and a buggy it's right. like, because there's like that, I mean, cause it, there's big, big pockets of areas where there's, you know, just, I mean, there's straight Amish where it's all yeah. Amish, you know, there's like no electricity, there's like straight horse and buggy. And it's like, well, it's, I mean, that for us is, is something that you don't see here. Like, right. Right. I mean, you'll find places there. Well, it just isn't a big enough country for little subcultures to, <laughs> to, to exist. <laughs> it just isn't, I guess, because it gets stamped out by normality. Just kind of sad, really. Or they just but, come over here. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> right? Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, these faiths started a lot of the time here, right? Well, those those offshoots of Christianity, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's just so no, it's 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 bizarre. But I mean, I think Ryan had some huge balls for doing what he did, you know, on that interview. Like totally. I mean, like he was he was just like, I'm gonna catch shit, but uh, you know. But he was he's I think he's really intelligent. I think the way I mean, he was really articulate in what he was saying. I'm really surprised, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. He's clearly intelligent, anyway. But oh yeah, actually seeing him speak and um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, smart guy. He's mm-hmm. got. He's he's eloquent. Like, yes, yeah, definitely well spoken. He's uh, yeah, he's got his own viewpoint on it, and I mm-hmm. like the fact as well that he's, he's obviously. Well, he wasn't being a mouthpiece for his father. He was just saying, "This is me as a grown-up telling my story about how it went down." You know what I mean? Yeah, and, which is great. I mean, because he had an experience as a kid. I mean, that's a lot for a kid to go through. You know, like and when okay. he was sharing it. I mean, I know he had a lot to go through, but I mean, like just think about that. I mean, people get bullied and shit enough. I mean, all the other stuff that he had to go through, and then then his own family. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. You know, like you know, he was talking about that whole double life kind of thing, where you know they don't even talk about it with their family, and like. You know, um, it's just like, that's, it's gotta be real rough for you to, you know, and then not even having like the experience himself. I mean, he told me, he's like, where he said in the interview, I said, obviously he's like, he wanted to have it. He wanted to have it. And it was until the time he was, it was like five years until he was like 18 or something. So he had his first real, like solo experience or whatever with it, you know? And it's like, so you must be, I mean, the psychological, well, the sort of the doubt you'd be having about your own normality when your dad suddenly Mm -hmm. switches. Mm-hmm. It was, and it's interesting because it's only an hour ago I watched it, so I right. finished watching it. And it's interesting because it's it's it's, it's, a, it's like a wake up course, a bit of a warning for people too. Right. Uh, this stuff, like, yeah, we were, I think we mentioned we touched on this before, but it can it can totally consume you, man. Right. And obviously, what happened to Chris Bledsoe it utterly consumed him right. to the extent where when you get that little bit of insight, where it's like, well, the kids are like seeing their dad what goes going through what appears to be some kind of psychotic break. And totally. Yeah. His parents write it off as drugs or well, uh, pot. Yeah. And then, then his wife saying it's demonic. Like, imagine. And he's got the sickness the whole time, and he's like basically dying sick. of this yeah. like his illness too the whole time. I yeah. mean, it's like it, it's just a complete complete mind melt, you know. And then, it, it, you know, I, good for him that he he came out the way he did. You know what I mean? Honestly, that that could send you into a different, to completely different, he could have took a different, a left turn and went way down the, uh, did the wrong or a different path, you know? And so big credit for him on that. Absolutely. And and Ryan, um, you know, it's interesting, especially after what we talked about, I have been talking about with the idea that this could easily be a long game. Some very, very smart players and some very dirty, not dirty, but, dark players mm-hmm. um, that you read about. I mean, right. these CIA types that he's talking about and these these slightly darker NASA types that came into their lives or are in their lives. Right, right. You know, that's scary shit, man. Like, no, it's, it is, man. I mean, we kind of freak out a little bit. Like, honestly, dude, like, you know, because in our first talk, you know, and I've said it a couple of times, like, you know, um, I didn't I didn't want to come out because I was afraid of that shit because I've, I've grew up with like knowing that you talk too much, man. You get that knock on the door and it's either a you know, a nice stern warning. And then if you don't listen, you know, it could it'll be a lot worse, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he basically re- reiterated those fears, you know, in that, yeah. in that thing. And that's real. Like there's some, sh- there's some dark sinister well, forces he, to this shit. Well, when he starts getting, yeah. I mean, and the fact that, you know, I told you, I touched on it briefly with me. Um, when you start to follow it back and you start to see what people are interested in behind the scenes, Mm-hmm. Um, like when he talks about the fact that there's a group of people that worship this entity, right? Or what they believe this entity to be, yeah. Yeah. And then he touches on the idea he says the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this idea. I mean, Illuminati in whatever sense of the word he's talking about, but are a very powerful secret people behind all this, right? The so cabal, the idea, right? They're yeah. worshiping what they think this goddess is or this deity is, mm-hmm. um, or what did he say? A divine being. Divine being, so, yeah. 
but they at the same time are quite scary. <laughs> but the reason right. they find out about it is because the message of this entity is incredibly important to what they practice as their beliefs. Mm -hmm. So when you start to hear about that and you go, right, so basically you just said, even though really I can't prove anything about what he says in terms of who he hangs around with, you get the photographs, but they are all, they are all, all ex CIA. Right, 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 right. A there is a difference. Well, people say, yeah. the, people say that too, but then there's always, the, I've always heard too, that you're never really out. You know what I mean? Like everybody oh, says you're yes. not, I mean, you're not like you're out, yeah. like you remember, you're not get. you're not on the payroll per se, but you're like, uh, I don't think you just get a free pass to do whatever the hell you want. No. I no. think you're, I think you're still in and you're just not, I mean, you, you, you lose a little bit of the um, coverage or, or whatever. Right. But you gain a whole bunch more. I mean, I've heard other stories about that too. Like after you get out, you didn't have enough clearance to get enough, you know, like technical clearance, like in the military, like you don't have, you know, need to know basis, but then after you're out, you get like way more than you need to know, or, you know, yeah. a lot more information. But then I, I don't really think it ends. I think that you're basically in the pocket the whole time. I don't, I don't think you just well, end up being, not being the guy one day, you know? Well, that's, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that the stuff that you learn, I guess, in that service, if you're in the position to learn stuff that's incredibly sensitive, you never so just like not you're not just going to run out and tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like, it's not like There's no end date on that shit. It's just forever, right? Forever, yeah. Yeah. If some, someone wanted to try and extract it from you, like you know, you know, you sort of wonder, don't you, as well? Like you got like this private company of of dudes like TTSA, mm -hmm. um, hanging out in their mansions or how beach houses or whatever it is they do, and wherever it is they live, I don't even know. But like, um, and essentially you've got. One of them, like Lou Elizondo, saying he's, you know, be part of a secret UFO, whatever it may be. Yeah. But these people suddenly are very public. But if you were a Chinese espionage agent or a Russian espionage agent, you'd be all you over them. Get into these people's pockets. I wouldn't you want to be wanting to like. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't Yo, know. no, I mean, no, totally, yeah, man. Like, I'm sure. Thing, like, this kind of open nature of it as well, like it's, it's an interesting one, man. Like I yeah, the dangers to those sorts of people are too with that sort of stuff. Uh, totally, and I, and I think you know, and I said it on, um, and somebody it was like one of the one of the comments I just made recently was somebody was talking about you know Bigelow you know had all this stuff and you know what were they really doing at Skinwalker Ranch you know and if ATIP was there and you know they, it was all part of it or AWASP or whatever one of them there was there. You know, and I had heard, and I, and I don't remember where, so this this is probably just you know hearsay or whatever, but that there was other countries involved interested in it too right so there was other countries involved in skin in, in the skinwalker um yeah, yeah. Ra ranch thing right so like you know how what if it was maybe a lot of it was us and i say us i mean the u.s just trying to sort out who what other countries were, were trying to get their noses in there too and then figure out their tactics and techniques and and what their little rings of people were and like who they had their pockets you know their hands yeah. in their pockets and all that to kind of you know basically keep it a, a tighter knit because what you just kind of it's almost like leaving, you know, feed and deer, <laughs> you know, you throw some corn out there and eventually the, the deer start coming up and eating it. And your end goal yeah. is to shoot the deer. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what is, is that what they're doing? You know, trying to out them out everybody that's got, I mean, that's could be a part of it. That whole disinfo. I mean, that's, I think Lou was a whole, you know, um, you know, counterintelligence, right. So you just kind of figure out what the other intelligence agencies are trying to get at at the same time as trying to protect your own. So, well, I mean, I mean, really like if you, if you're going with, that sort of speculation it is exactly what they were saying it's like what are counterintelligence going to be doing they're going to be going what have they got have they got this stuff how's it going to benefit them on, in terms of a war sense like their you know pr uh, their priority on the battlefield right 
of superiority on the battlefield. So right. yeah, it becomes that, and I can understand that element of it. Mm-hmm. The flip side of it, you know, like this new narrative that comes alongside it, because that is the narrative that if you're the average dude and you turn on Fox or CNN and Lou Elizondo's been on or Chris Mellon appears. Yeah, yeah it's a threat. Maybe. We need to take care of it. It's a threat. Yeah, threat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suits mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with an ex-department of defense and that sort of stuff. And then you've got the other flip side of it, which is kind of like gods. There's gods and, you know, in Greece, there was, you know, Spiritual, an entity, yeah, spiritual, spiritual entities. Yeah, and mysticism yeah. and let's hark back to the days of the Babylon, you know, the Sumerians and, and that ain't going to hit the news. Like, what's no. China going to want from that? Okay, well, what have we got? We've got some new age theories, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, now, that's being sold at the same level of truth as the potential threat to the USA. Right. So which, what is your TTSA? I mean, I just actually read before I came on with you that, yeah. that, that Lou Elizondo is leaving TTSA. Is that right? I don't know. I think, I mean, he never actually said that in that interview. I mean, he, he just said that, you know, he's they're shifting gears from first to second and, you know, that he was never part of the entertainment division. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. Um, I would think there definitely would have to be, a, since it's a public company, there would have to be a press release or something there. You know, I don't think he's on the board. I'm not sure about that, but I think they would, if there was some kind of departure or something like that, I think that's, that's part of one of those SEC regulations that you have to like announce when somebody's yeah. a majority shareholder or somebody's leaving. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of one of those things where it's going to, it's going to be different, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's just, just another thing to keep people thinking, you know, it could be completely spun up, um, you know, to he's, keep a, talking. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. Like, and I am, um, I'd be, I'd be sad to see him like kind of not be part of that, but I suppose, you know, what, yeah, oh, what, yeah. what would it leave you with? It would leave you with, well, the, how put off and tons oh, along, yeah. uh, big name wise. And there's a list of other people on there, man, that nobody ever talks about. I mean, those are the guys that are out in front. But I mean, if you ever go on their site and see the list of people that are on there, there's a bunch of people that are, you know, less key, you know, and they're still oh, yeah. ex military, yeah. ex, you know, ex intelligence kind of stuff in there. Um, uh, but it's. Sorry, it's weird. No, no, no. I was just thinking that what I was going to get at with it is like, you know, the thing that kind of shook me with the Ryan thing was like, he went all the way and he was just like, I'm going to say it, you know, there's like the, and it's kind of like what Lou was saying when he were in, in Chris Mellon and, and, and some of the other interviews that you have some of these people that are like at the top, top echelon of some of these agencies that, that are, are, are they think it's satanic. They think it's like, evil and they don't want to do anything about it right but the flip side of that was what what ryan bledsoe said was like there's that but then there's the other side of it that's like the evil satan worshipers i think he literally said satan you know like because they told him satan and god were the same thing and there was no god and like there's like and he said the bilderbergers which is a huge group that i mean i know through years of research you probably know who they are and and it's like you're talking about um people's worst nightmare kind of shit like those if those if that's really it then there's like that real if you go into the secret machines book you know the whatever tom DeLong calls it the you know that that company that's like you know it's not really a company yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. Th- if that shit's real then that's something to be worried about well, <laughs> i I'm mean personally about... for us and everybody you know well <coughs> sorry mate Hang on. yeah yeah <coughs> um now you, t- you touched on two things there all right First one was that Ryan had said that these people had come along and had said, you know, you do realize that God and Satan are the same thing. Yeah? Right, right. The one and the same. Yeah? Right. Well, that's Gnosticism, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's Carl Jung. That's, that's, or, you know, that's basically pagan, like a, a huge part of that duality. Yeah. As above, so below. I mean, it's hermeticism. It's all that. It's Absolutely. really kind of, the, yeah, it's kind of all the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And I guess Freemasonry touches on that too. Is that, there's that balance. Now, you know, 
probably use bringing the word Satan and so on, but no, no, right, right, we don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's for you to tell me. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anybody say Satan anywhere. Exactly. But exactly. <laughs> it could be. But, I don't know. Exactly. And there's different. You know, there's there's currently a different secret societies, whether they're Freemasons or or not. Right. But like, so whoever these guys are, like when he says that, you know. Like we were saying before, he's, he's eloquent, mate. He's, he's yeah. a smart guy. He's intelligent. Um, but he's also a product of his environment. Totally. Uh, which it sounds like it comes from a very religious background. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you try to equate Satan with God, it's quite a tough one. Like, you know, totally. Guessing- but, totally. That just, that you just, it, it doesn't, uh, and he, it doesn't ring true to him at all. He can't, he can't no. process that. I mean, just for that kind of, you know, but he seems like the kind of dude that that's educated and, and you know, like you said, eloquent, and he knows you know more of the world than just that religion. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's just not you know that what it, that's what it is. And he even said that, you know, even his, his dad doesn't say it out loud, but his dad doesn't say you know that it could be just the Christian God. It doesn't. It you know, it's God in the sense of you know a supreme being. It's not like you know, and I thought it was pretty telling, you know, because you know that kind of that flips the whole thing. You know that um, it could be something else. And then he, he touched on that whole, like the Trinity thing. I mean, he hit all of it, man. He hit that, you know, that, that the, it, sh- it was the, the father, the, the son and the mother, and that she was removed from the Trinity. You know, that yeah. was the goddess. And then yeah. he dropped Hathor. He, then he says Hathor. Mm, I know, did, you, did you hear him say that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, but he, he, it was quite quick on saying that one. And then it was yeah. just onwards. Like, um, yeah, it's a weird one. Like, cause, I don't know. I mean, like that name's obviously out there. Yeah. People, people, people do know that names, you know, right. of being in this long enough. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whether it's real or not, but it seems to strike the chord with a lot of stuff, man. Like if you're interested in this kind of, this world, mm-hmm. when you take it down the sort of, uh, the ancient mysteries and, uh, ancient gods, the idea of like the ancient builder races and that kind of thing. Um, Hathor sits right at the top of all that really. <laughs> As, as right. we've talked about. Yeah. And then, you know, is, is she coming back? Is she, I mean, she's always, from what they're saying, that she's always there. She's always been here, you know? And yeah. Uh, and that's it. It's, it's, is, is she essentially just those, I mean, when you get into like the idea of, uh, the oneness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the, the fact is all, all we are is eyes for an entity to witness the beauty of its own creation. Right. And whether that beauty is something that's apparently ugly or it's apparently beautiful, it doesn't matter because that's the that's the God and that's the Satan. You need that duality to be able to measure how beautiful your creation has become. Right. Like that's a what do they call it? Monad, the monad, like monadism. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And like uh, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm an expert on this stuff, but some of the stuff I read about and it stays with me that I think is important. Right. Like I kind of I kind of feel that myself, you know, like. Um, but that element of it's right that it is kind of like one being uh, infinite experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah all at the same time uh, and all connected and, and not separate right I mean yeah and yeah. the idea of it is that for every single one of those separate eyes that's observing you have to have to remove yourself from the take it away from the ocular eye to the, to the eye the, the actual you Mm-hmm. And then that's enlightenment is rising above that to realize the connection to the everything, to the everybody else and everything else. And you know what I mean? Dude, that was very, very well 
eloquently spoken, my man. Seriously, I mean that, that <laughs> and I, I, I completely, I, I completely can follow that train of thought totally. And I've, you know, felt that way too. You know, I think that's a thing, and I think, you know, part of this is just like the awakening of, of that to that, to that level. I mean, one of the things he talked about too, he's like, you know, we're not the only family. There's like three other families. You yeah, know, he's yeah. like, he's like, there's other families that are dealing with this too. And, and, but you know, NASA wanted to have them be the, you know, like the poster child to like come out and say, yeah, we've been studying these people for 15 years and yeah, this is the thing. And, you know, yeah. kind of make it like, Hey, we, we, we kind of got this figured out or whatever. And, you know, these people are cool. So let well, them tell you about it, you know? But it was interesting how he still said when they started arriving on his doorstep mm-hmm. that they, it was kind of like, it's easier to be cool with these guys. Because if we're not cool with them, they could be awful to us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, so yeah. First interaction start with that slight element of threat where it's kind of like, I need to be, I need yeah. to watch my P's and Q's with them. I need to tell them what they need to know because I don't feel safe around them. Mm-hmm. There's a strange basis for a relationship to begin on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, totally, man. I'm right there with you. That's a kid's running around screaming, man. It's, it's all good. I don't have a torture chamber happening. I got the, the kids are out there running, making, making forts and having, you know, it's a Christmas break. So they're running around having a good time. So um, we're, we're, we're trying to make the most of it at the minute. Cause you know, you know the UK has gone into like, we've been complete like, lockdown, right? Yeah. Lockdown. yeah. It's just utter like, Oh, I'm so God. sorry, man. That sucks so bad. And we've got some rampant mutant yeah. variant of the virus apparently. How does it happen um, on an island that I just, the whole thing just baffles me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, just don't, I mean, I mean, it's a big island, but still it just doesn't like in, in the South of the island. That's just a weird, but you know what I mean? Like, well, it's just London was out of control though. I mean, like the, the messages in this country just being, cause our government, oh yeah, I can't even speak for our government, but our government are hugely um, conservative. You know? uh, right, 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 right. Both by name and by nature. Yeah. So right. What they want is they want, they want money. They want the tills clicking all the time. And the bad truth is being like, it's kind of like, right, we're all in lockdown. You can't socialize with anybody. You can't go and hang out with your friends. You can't go, you can't, you know, it's not about going to the pub. It's like, you can't go swimming. You yeah, can't do anything. Right. Yeah. 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 So like, um, but you can go to the shops and spend money <laughs> and you can, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it is uh, here too, man. Same deal. But the people go out and they, you know, they just basically rinsed Oxford street. Like London went mental and it was mm. like coronavirus had never happened. And then the next thing you know, it's spreading like wildfire. Um, and then people are complaining that Christmas gets canceled. <laughs> I wonder why. What are you thinking, man? Yeah. Like, and, uh, whatever, the thing is like, yeah, coronavirus, it's a, such a touchy subject isn't it oh yeah it's it's bizarre man um i don't know i think we'll figure it out eventually but who knows <laughs> Shit, i don't know i don't know <laughs> no no yeah yeah something we something we can figure out <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we'll find the answer in no time yeah right we'll figure it out now man yeah. you know before if it wasn't for the coronavirus i wouldn't have done this man because i would have been out hot riding cars i would have been you know like doing stuff that i normally do yeah, you know too. like I'd have been doing fun, you know, that kind of stuff. But, and I was just, you know, I had the time and I got the tools and I'm just going to do it. But yeah. one of the things that, that Ryan said in this, in, in this talk too, kind of hit spot on was like, we legit said this the other night where I said, it was like my buddy who had coronavirus. We didn't believe it. He didn't believe it was real. And then, you know, we still didn't believe it after he got it. And Ryan Bledsoe said the same thing. He's like, there's so many people that are conditioned mentally to just yeah. not even let it enter their minds. Like he, like he said the same thing. Almost. I said like, spacecraft comes down and says hey shakes your hand and like you would just be like no i don't believe it and i've seen that totally man i think it's there's certain people whether it's through indoctrination and i don't know i can't remember the words he used but it was something like 
programming or something that they're just can't accept that reality as like something that's possible, you know? I think he said propaganda, didn't he? So no, you might have said propaganda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's a good word for it. I mean, like the sci fi. He probably brought it in sci fi where we think that, you know, it's like a lightsaber and you get onto a ship and all this stuff. And like, that's the only thing you can think about. You don't think about this whole spirituality and like any of this no. other stuff. None of that is brought up anywhere, right? It's more like, let's get a lightsaber and take on some, you know, <laughs> weird stuff, you know? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day because, like, you know, going back to like, um, yeah, the, that exactly that. The Star Wars came out in 1977. Yeah. 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 I think that's right. That was the yeah. year I was born. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. 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 You know, Star Wars 77. Yeah. But like, um, so like, and at the same year, I think, or maybe a year later, it was um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the next year. I think it was 78. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. It could be 77, or, or but I think it was 78, 77, 78, yeah. So you got this era of sci-fi, and obviously it's nothing new, but, I mean, Star Wars is just, you know, action and fun, but with this idea of spiritual force. It did, like, yeah. You know, like the, 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 the Templar Knight, almost Jedis, you know what I mean? Right, the light and the dark. You had the whole duality of the thing too, right? You had the the bad, you had the Sith, and you have the... Yeah, you know, it's yeah. all there, isn't it? Like, you know, it's that mm-hmm. age-old story of... But then you go flip it and go, all right, so we'll take some sci-fi, and a year later, we'll go into Close Encounters, so we'll bring it to the, the now and make a quite a current story. Yeah. But that touches on the, you know, the telepathy and the, the, the psychic element of it, the fact that these people are affected by it and the you know, what right. he was making there was really bang on the money. Mm-hmm. I went to go out to see this stuff. I mean, I mean, do you remember it well enough? Like, yeah, you go yeah. The roadsides and there's people there waiting and right, you got the right, hippies right. like, oh, yeah, come and save us. And yeah, yeah. It's the same I mean, as it is now, yeah? And what yeah. was going on then? Uh, the age of Aquarius, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that same thing. It's the whole, like, you know, going around in cycles, like the hippies, the hippies and, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's i don't but, know sorry go on no no go no, no 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 i was, I was just gonna say it's completely right and my dad like i said you know dad's 80 right and he's been this whole life he's been into this right and he's he was completely convinced even you know when i was a kid he's like they're just slowly doing stuff like those movies and like yeah. tv shows and whatever to just slowly get people to be cool with it he just said he, thing, his, his theory was that after um war of the worlds you know shook everybody that they were going to have to like slowly put it in the popular culture to make everybody be cool with it. So they don't yeah. lose their mind so that they're just accustomed to it. I mean, if you think of the quintessential gray alien with the, with the black eyes, I mean, there's t-shirts. I mean, it's on, you know, my three-year-old, you know, she knows what it is and she's an alien, you know, like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't a, I mean, it was less known, right? And so Whitley Strieber's book came out, honestly, I mean, it wasn't a, a big, a big thing, but now it's like in the, in, in pop culture. Which thing the gray is then? Like, what's but your the, opinion? What do you think the greys? <sighs> I think it, the greys are an, an astral projection in a biological um, type of entity that, um, yeah. like that's a cool. droid, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's that's my <laughs> yeah. like either a worker droid, like a you know a biological um, like AI an machine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, or a because I, I sort of like my thing is that they're AI, yeah. Mm-hmm. like just biological artificial intelligence yeah um, yeah that's, that's kind of good they're programmed to do a job and that's just what they do right like it's just yeah, kind of, yeah. like a worker so, ant or bee or something right like the same kind of yeah exactly yeah i was interested in 
about it. I think that's the way that the people who are into UFOlogy are going, yeah? Mm-hmm. For a long time, it was like, these greys are the ones that are going to offer us the love and peace, man, and, like, take us to, take, we'll take you to the, our leader and all that. But yeah. now it's more kind of like, well, what, we, we'd just be talking to the uh, the organ. We need the grinder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that's totally it, man. Well, I mean, it's weird because, you. I mean, there's so many different cases from all over the world of people who will see um, human humanoids or human human looking beings along with the grades, you know, and so many yeah. cases, you know, I mean, when um, I was really surprised to hear about that Travis Walton thing on uh, uh, when Corbell and uh, or not Corbell, sorry, um, James Fox and Jacques Vallée went on uh, um, Rogan. We're talking about the Travis Walton story, how it was completely different than the uh, than the um, his story was different than Hollywood made it, you know? Yeah, because the, the, he saw humanoid like bubble, like helmet blonde. kind of things. Yeah, blonde, yeah. like the Nordic looking people, right? Like they were just big and just kind of scooped them up. And well, there were grays there too, you know? I mean, this is why I kind of, yeah, honestly, like, you know, if, I was thinking about it today. Like, if someone was actually to say to me, what do you believe is the narrative? Right. That is probably the narrative that sits with me, right? Like, that, that that's, they're the, they're the beings that, that the precursor the Nazis made contact with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what yeah. it feels like. And they're yeah. the ones that probably like the Theosophical Society, Blavatsky mm-hmm. and so on, reckon yeah. you're making yeah. contact with. The Vril and Take yeah, it further and back into the mountains yeah. of Tibet um, mm-hmm. and the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, you've got the stories in the 16th, uh, 17th century of Francis Bacon apparently getting himself over to Tibet. <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. Becoming a master and, and all this stuff. And then the idea that that's where the doorway to um shambhala right shambhala yeah 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 Yeah. um the idea that that's where it is and in a secluded mountain this is where you'll find these things Mm -hmm. now that idea of like the that aryan race of beings the blonde hair and the the blue eyes right right yeah it goes back to that there's a book do you know about the book by paul willitton was was he um is he a guy who was like royalty in one of the scandinavian countries and and uh He's British, right? But okay. he was he was Lord Lytton, right? Edward okay. Bulwer, Lord Lytton. Okay. And he was uh, he was a viceroy for Great Britain to India, yeah. Oh, okay. So like yeah, the, I did I did actually see a, a documentary about him. I think um, Robert Seffer did that had a part of him on there. We was talking about like that they actually descended done. from the the top of the of Earth and they came down and they came to India and they had all this class system and. And yeah, is, am I going wrong? Am I am I on the this right? Is, no, that's this essentially it. Because like, yeah, he, he wrote a book called "The Coming Race," which is where the word "vril" came from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the whole "vril" thing that went into you know the "vril" society. Right, 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 right. But what the what that the, the beliefs behind it, from what I can make out, were that these beings that the "vril" society had contacted via psychic means, right, were in Tibet. Okay, well, they've mm-hmm. done it via to, uh, an entrance Salute. via Tibet, right? Um, and they were from Aldebaran. Okay, so like they're just we're about, they've just been here forever. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's the in that legend that's the star system that these these beings came from. Yeah. So then you, you get the whole cuts into the secret machines fiction book or fiction. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know the the Nazis are using, they've created the, the bell or the Glock. Yeah. And the idea that they escape from Wenceslas' mind where they've been working on this stuff. And, right. But to that point, in the real mythology, 
the psychics of the real society had been the ones harnessing this energy in the same way that they reckon that people like Tesla and stuff have been doing mm-hmm. the same sort of stuff. Right. Um, and they escaped, disappeared to wherever. Some people right. believe they went to Aldebaran. <laughs> right. Um, or some people believe they went with a load of the other Nazis to um, South America. In South America, Antarctica, that whole... Antarctica, yeah. Right, exactly. yeah. So that's where... And so if you imagine with Secret Machines missing that element of the story of the Vril Society out, but then starting at the end of it, and then the ships that these the, the Vril Society have created alongside the Nazis, that's where it begins, yeah? Yeah. No, so, dude, that makes a lot of sense, dude. Yeah. So that's kind of where that legend comes in. But the other side of it is that you get these people like Lord Lytton who writes a story about this race under the ground who are way more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real society pick up on that and start to utilize it in their own findings, you know, sending expeditions out to all over the world trying to find these people. Um, and then we get to where we are now. So, and a lot of that stuff, like it was, it was real. Like, I don't know what was real, but there was a real society. They were communicating with high members of the Nazi party. Uh, they did believe that they were doing this stuff, you know, but, like everything, it's all been obfuscated and mm-hmm. uh, clouded, so it's hard to tell. But it feels right because everything for me, you know, like up to the Eisenhower stuff, same thing. Like same thing. the idea of these blonde-haired, blue-suited humanoids, like it's the same again. It's the same stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I start to look at it now, and I just think, well, maybe that's it. And same thing you with know, Travis just, Walton had the same, you know, same, you know, blonde hair blue eyed, yep. you know, yeah. Just kind of the same kind of same thing where they could be, I mean, you know, and then you talk when Bigelow's big thing is like, yeah, they're right here. They're right under your nose. You know, yeah. Right. I mean, they're right here. So you don't have to go anywhere. I mean, they're, they're right here. So no, I, I think that's probably like that whole ultra terrestrial or, or, you know, whatever the, whatever the term is for them. I mean, that's a really solid, um, the ultra terrestrial. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because like, when people have talked about this for a long time, but and even as in the subculture of ufology, people start to become more comfortable being ufologists, right? And saying that openly, not a lot of people are probably going to start heading back down the hollow earth route or the you know, 10,000 yeah. leagues stuff, or, or 10,000 leagues under the sea stuff where you're going to find a, a world of beings and crazy squid, that can, right? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. But now people can buy that probably easier than a lot of the interstellar yeah. stuff. You know, it's like, really, there's an advanced race of creatures living under our feet. It's like, wow. I mean, okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really cool how DeLong kind of, um, in his books, like tied in the whole fairy thing, you know, at the beginning of that, I was like, what in what left field shit. But then I started getting into it and I'm like, you like, you've, you follow the parables and all that. And, and, and that whole, you know, the lore, you know, fairies and, you know, and, and different things in influencing man throughout history. And, you know, like, you know, basically yeah. leaving things out for them, you know, and like, you know, trying to get in their good graces and, you know, cause they're powerful and, you know, all this other stuff. And that turns into Gnosticism and all that other stuff too. It's kind of like that kind of, you know, you can see that whole thread weave through there, you know, where yeah. Yeah. all of that fringe stuff that you think is just fairy tales and, and everything is really rooted in some type of something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Some form of truth. Some like, for, yeah, it's. I mean, it could be. It could be just completely. You know, it could be the, the crazy game of telephone where you know you tell somebody one thing and it comes back around and it's completely different. But there's that grand granularity in there that's probably hits right home. You know, so. Well, I mean, 
it's funny because like belief in that stuff goes around in circles, doesn't it? Like mm-hmm. I know that when I was growing up, um, people would sh- like in this country they'd show you pictures of these fairy photographs that were taken at, at the turn of the century. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, like the eighteen yeah. nineties, and then it was found out that somebody like spoofed them, or you know, they tried to exactly. say that they were. Yeah, so little yeah. girls apparently reckon they spoofed them, and like, yeah. and it was kind of. But those things create. Um, they just add into the collective unconscious, like, mm-hmm. and every country's got them, like these myths of these beings and so on. Yeah. So they're there. And I, and I just wonder about this idea that, you know, going back to the idea that we're all just the eyepieces for one being. Yeah. Right. Um, that every time we experience these things, um, that archetype or that, uh, part of your, uh, the collective unconscious is a memory just levels up a little bit yeah it's like well yeah we when these manifested like 200 years ago when belief was strong enough and the last time the elves appeared or the leprechauns popped up under a tree because enough people believed right because of whatever shift was happening or like when the catholic church are rampaging through europe and you know they're inspiring brimstone and people are starting to see angels because they're probably like being manifested mm-hmm. I, I really believe in the manifestation of uh again going back to that the idea of uh the tulpas mm-hmm. like the Tibetans, sort of yeah. man- manifestations of physical matter no like, totally and then bledsoe said the same thing too he, was, he talked about fatima i mean and that was one of my big yeah. theories too that fatima was tied into that whole thing too that like you know the lady was part of fatima and the, you think about that i mean some of the they didn't have like a really good number of people that were there some some reports say fifty thousand, some say a hundred thousand yeah, even if yeah, it was fifty thousand yeah. people you got fifty thousand people in there and like you said they're all on the same way they, they want to see something they are expecting to see the virgin mary right yeah yeah yeah. and they yeah. and then whatever it manifests it right it happens yeah because well, they saw uh, the sun grow and just shape. move all around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just dry up everything because it had been, you know, and then go. And you, you can't tell me 50,000 people made that shit up, you know? Like, no, you can't. And, 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 and this, is the, this is the thing. I think you can manifest it. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, look, I personally, you know, never manifested anything that I know about. But a lot of the time, people don't know they're doing it. And totally. This is the of it. Like, I mean, you saw this stuff. The other day, we were talking about Discordianism, like mm-hmm. the Anton Wilson stuff, like the idea that you just throw so much shit out there, man. Like, create something's so many gonna stick. Beliefs, something's going to stick and people are going to follow it. Mm-hmm. And you create you create a new reality. Yeah. So, like, and, and sometimes, like, the idea that if you get enough people to believe hard enough, <laughs> like a religion again, yeah. you make stuff happen, man. Like, totally. the statue at the end of the room's going to suddenly start uh, crying blood. Yeah. But really it's not it's just moisture that's built up and or whatever but whatever that explanation may be some has happened physical whilst people are believing yeah it's powerful <laughs> yeah well i mean i went i was i was talking to um uh, blake another buddy of mine the other night and we were talking about i went to the angels and airwaves show when he did when delong did his tour in 2019 before coronavirus and all that stuff he came to detroit which is you know just real close to me so i went up yeah. there and, you know checked it out and then during that show and, and people have played it online too where there's like a woman's voice and it comes on and it's like you know this is a kind of a grand experiment like all of you now have like scientifically been proven that at like a concert or everybody here has like your brain waves are now synced and I can't remember what wavelength, if it's theta, or, I think it's theta or beta. I'm not sure what it is, but you know, your wavelengths are, are synced and we're all kind of in unison. We're all sharing this experience together as one. Hello, 
you know, but, yeah. and, and like you play that during the show and that's kind of like a thing, you know, when you go to a rock show or like any type yeah. of concert, I yeah. mean, everybody's kind of doing that and music kind of does that. And like, oh, it creates, tra- it, yeah, well, trance and it creates um, connection and right. yeah, it's, incredible, it's an incredible thing, isn't it? Like, totally. And I think there's a lot of that, that we just barely understand. But like you said, like, you know, like you, you get a people, you get all these people in there, like expecting to see the Virgin Mary statue cry and everybody's on that wavelength, right? Or the sun, you know, comes down the Fatima thing or whatever. And it's like, and I've always believed this man, totally. And, and I say it and I, and I kind of like feel like I'm, I'm being woo woo a little bit when I say it, but I really think like the greatest trick or whatever that uh, whoever in power, whoever decided to do for humanity has been that, that our humanity, humans ability, psychic or, or whatever you want to call it, has been completely hidden from us from, from the beginning of time. We always had to rely on somebody else. We had to go to the priest to help us to do this. We yeah, had to go yeah. to the doctor to do this or whatever. But I think the, the greatest like thing that's happened to us is we've been told that we can't do anything by ourselves. I think that we really can. I think humans are just like the most amazing beings that, but we just don't believe that we have it. I think that if we can switch that, turn that on, yeah. I mean, alone signal, like just a, one person is amazing. But like you said, we get into a group shit. There's yeah. nothing that anybody can stop us from doing anything ever. Absolutely. And this is, and this is the thing, you know, like, and I suppose the way it's been happening at the minute is that you've got massive religions, yeah, but they they all have to follow individuals. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right so right. it always goes up the chain mm-hmm. to one person or a group of people. And they right. filter that, they filter in that energy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's it. It's, it's ma- it is magic. It like, is. Whether you're a Catholic priest or whether you're a uh, a witch, like it's magic. Yeah, it is. Like, you put a robe on and you you utter um, words in certain patterns <laughs> in rhythmical <laughs> ways, and <laughs> you pray to invisible deities. Yeah. And you commune with, yeah, it's the same stuff, dude. Like it's mm-hmm. just wrapped up in different packages, isn't it? Totally. But if we had the power to harness that, well, if, if we had, we have, we have, but it's just getting enough people to figure that out. Right. And that's it. It's, it's crazy, really. Like, it's funny because I was, I got this really awesome document, which I'll send you a copy of. Yeah? It's a Rosicrucian sure. document. Nice. And um, it's talking about uh, telepathy. Yeah. So it just goes into that. I mean, this is, 
you've, you've probably read it, I don't know, but like, it literally is just like, this is how you communicate with someone through the cosmos, mm-hmm. how you send a message, yeah? and um, it's pretty straightforward. It is exactly manifestation, like right. the, the easy concept of saying, make an easy message, easily understandable, visualize the person you want to send it to, mm-hmm. like as though they're literally in front of you, their reactions to what you might be saying to them, you can imagine their frame, their very being, and then you just keep repeating that message and make sure that you feel like they get it and you visualize them receiving it and nodding. Mm-hmm. And then you say thank you to the universe, you know, that you've tried to contact this individual, thank you to the universe for helping me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there you go. And then yeah. there's a response element to it too. So people who are tuned into it, so you can start working on this stuff, right? Like right. whether it's real or not, but I think it is real. Like definitely. Yeah. There are some people online, I, I was probably on UFO Twitter months ago or something that was like, same kind of thing. They're like, but do it, um, an easy way to do it would be like a phantom texting. So like, say I want to text you and I start writing the text and I write it, but I don't hit send. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I, but I, but I have it written and I'm looking at it, you know, and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about you answering it, you know, and it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, or when you're chatting or whatever online, right? When you and I are chatting, whatever, it's like kind of you know it's 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 that and we're doing it uncon i mean what you're talking about is making the conscious decision to do it and, and now we're just so reliant on technology to do it for us but it's the same thing yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and, and like you can imagine the sorts of types of people that talk about that concept right I mean, like you say now i mean that concept is given to us through technology mm-hmm. like, i want to contact someone immediately like you know um, 20 years ago yeah it wasn't happening everyone had the internet. it's not gonna happen now like you're going to be like, if I wanted to talk to you, well, I would never have heard about you. I would never yeah. have met you. Right. If I had, I'd be like going, right, now I'm going to have to make a phone call. It's going to cost me about five pounds a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to write a letter. It's going to take two two months to get there. Exactly. And, right. Or, yeah. or, or we might send faxes, which is just silly. <laughs> but like, yeah. Like, um, yeah. So yeah. really, it's like these things that, you know, because you, at the turn of the century, like in right. the 18th, 80s up to the 1920s or whatever and on but before we had that sort of level of technology people started focused well they focused a lot more on the occult mm-hmm. like on the idea that maybe there is energies there is ways to connect like the turn yeah. of the century was just like full of it man like it, it was like really on vogue D- I, I think know. it goes around in cycles people oh totally you get into it then you get out of it it's like yeah the 1800s and the people that had money and the blaskies and all that stuff that was going on and that shit's yeah, just coming back man and it's, yeah, and it's just yeah. coming back, man. It's just totally coming well, back. Tom DeLong and the Chris Mellon, they've got a lot of money. And yeah. the people who can actually go, right, I'm going to make something of this and I'm going to investigate it. How else can you do it? No, it can't really. be the guy digging the ditch all day who just can barely make two cents and, and figure it out. You know, like yeah. you're not going to sit around yeah. and spend time doing that shit. You know, it's, just, yeah. it's the people that have money. You know what I mean? That's you're exactly. right. You're, it's you're like, totally spot it's like on. You, you kind of go, all right, coronavirus has kicked in. I can't do, go and race hot rods and do all the stuff I like doing. So I'm going to do this because I like this too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, fit, I'll fix it to my environment. Imagine yeah. if you just gone, you know what? But I also am a billionaire, right? <laughs> so I'm going to so, so put all of this money that. out there. Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah, I'd do. Totally. Like, if I was a billionaire, I'd be like, yeah. uh, oh, why not, man? Like, why not? Dude, that's totally <laughs> it, man. Uh, no, it's, that's, that's, I think you're right on, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just amazing that it, it's just that whole cycle. It's just, everything's a cycle and it just comes back and back cycle. and back. Yeah. But it yeah. always keeps coming back. And, and usually as well, it's like, it's because there's this constant na- nagging thought in my mind anyway, that we don't know the truth. 
we our history's a lot of the time not true. Yeah, yeah, we've seen um, that. <laughs> a lot. The things that we're capable of are, are taken from us. Yeah. Um, so like you know, and it's been ongoing. Like, and when you start to become that, or you feel that, you can't ever stop feeling that. No, right. Yeah, it's not something you can turn off, man. No, it's not. So no. like, and the reality of it is, it's like kind of. Yeah, you know, I touched on this the other day. Like my my, because my wife grew up a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me then, too. I mean, I grew up Catholic too. Yeah, and like so, you know, and so my children went to a Catholic school. And yeah, yeah. Like so, Catholicism is in our life. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Catholic. Right. And she probably wouldn't say she was anymore either, really. Right. But it took her a long time of, of her life to kind of get to the point where she was able to say that without feeling like she was going to be judged mm. by God. <laughs> No, yeah, no, that's a big, that's a big deal, man. I mean, I mean, it, you know, and I've got, I've fought with this my whole life because I was like forced to go when I was a young age. I was like, I just don't want to do this, you know. Like I just didn't, you know, just wasn't it. But it was like, no, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going, you know. And I look back and like, you know, I was telling you I was doing history and stuff in my family, and it's like the historical records I've seen from like mm-hmm. as far back as you can are from like the Catholic Church. I kept really yeah. good records, you know, for baptisms yeah. and marriage, you know, all this stuff. Um, but, you know, like, and finally going through all the stuff that I've gone through and all the, and all the teaching and learnings. And, you know, part of it was in Masonic, part of it was Rosicrucianism and all this other stuff was that for it to still exist in, in a capacity that it does and have the power and, and the wield that it does worldwide, there has to have been a, a sprinkling of magic in there. Like we we're talking about, like, I, I would think like back on the inception back in when it first started happening that, that when you got three or four people together and they did whatever they did, the incantations or whatever, like some shit happened because you're not just going to like force people into the, not making that happen, you know, dropping all your stuff and joining the Catholics. You know I mean? They're, 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 they have ceremonies. I mean, you go to a mass, it's a ceremony, just like any other ceremony. We just talked about it. Like, but I think back in the day there was some real, real stuff going on. And I think now that there's got to be a sprinkling of it still there or else it wouldn't hold it. But I think that it's been so diluted through money and power and all this other shit into like a, a machine that I think yeah. that a lot of it's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, you know, for me, because I grew up as an, I guess, an agnostic. You know, like I wasn't Christian or anything like that. Right, my, right. my family weren't particularly religious. My dad's mm. an atheist. Mm. So like, uh, growing up for me, you know, I didn't really know hardly anything about Christianity or faith or anything. It just right. wasn't part of that, you know. But although the other day we were talking about as well, despite that, if I was to sign a form or apply for a new passport, everyone takes Church of England, or they did, because you feel like you had to. It's like, well, if I don't, if I put other, I don't know what will they think of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's going to be a sign on my house when I wake up. <laughs> yeah. So in the in the eighties, maybe it was a bit more like that. But yeah. Do you know? I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's great. I mean, well, it's just a it's just a thing now. I think people are starting to be able to think for themselves or think outside of the boxes that are. Yeah. You know, one thing that I was thinking about, like. I mean, this is a cool idea. Um, for example, when you go back to Enoch, man, like you mm-hmm. go back that far. Yeah, yeah. And you look at sort of the stories around and to John the Baptist and all up before that through uh, ancient Egypt, the idea that they were utilizing psychedelic medication to or mm-hmm. drugs, like yeah. uh, mushrooms and uh, DMT, DMT and yeah, and all stuff, right. stuff like that. Like, um, and there's big parts of that, like mm-hmm. all the way through. Like the, in the mysteries, that there's this idea that psilocybin played a part. Yeah, the sprig of acacia. I mean, we talk about this. It's, it, acacia is one of the things in Freemasonry, right? 
Yeah. And in the sprig of acacia, the, the, it's, it has DMT in it. Yeah, that's it. The case, yeah, exactly. And that's in the Bible, isn't it? Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, this idea that for since the beginning of time, right, let's say that Enoch, prior to him, the watches and all this stuff, the idea yeah. that as part of visionary shamanic, well, what were they using it for? Like, prophecy? I don't know. Getting mm-hmm. in touch with God. Right, yeah. They, they were taking this stuff. You know, and there's evidence that there was at the, on the altars of ancient Egyptian temples mm-hmm. that they found like Mithra, like for example, like the Phrygian cap, the Mithra wears, is connected to the idea that it's the mushroom of enlightenment. Yeah. Um, totally. All of it, man. So you start seeing the idea that through our ancient past, then, you know, using the use of these drugs was a big deal. All right. And it was practiced all over the world from what mm-hmm. i can see you know yep, like wherever they could get something that would do it to them right right and then that was faded out but in the meantime you've had thousands of years or more of us munching away on these things and it creates again the collective unconscious mm-hmm. yeah and then in the 50s they started discovering mushrooms down in the rainforest of the south america right then it all begins again you know what i mean it's just start- yeah, then it's, then, it, then it's illegal. Then the, then the, the government, the U S government makes it illegal, you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and then, um, now it's becoming, you know, now they're decriminalizing it and making it, you know, legal in some States now. And they're doing, yeah, they're doing research now. Yeah. For DMT and stuff. Yeah, totally. For Wait, the guardian newspaper in great Britain. Yeah. The guardian is like, so it's a lovely newspaper. It's like, it's really liberal and kind of right on man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I remember reopening up an article in that, and it was about a guy who goes, you know, uh, uh, the day I tried magic mushrooms in like a nice posh dad newspaper. And it was basically, um, he'd read an article about how it cures depression or helps yeah. anxiety and, and all that. So, but because it's a class A drug in this country, mm-hmm. you can't get it unless, you know, if you're, a, if you're not in a the world that knows about where to get this stuff from, you can't yeah. get it. Right. So we went online and he ordered a kit from Amsterdam. <laughs> And it of came course, and it, yeah. Doing the article, he's like, going, oh, I was nervous waiting for this kit to arrive. What if customs get hold of it? Yeah, yeah. But it came and it was a good article. It was fun. And he grew him <laughs> and he goes, oh, I, was wait- I was waiting for the day my seven year old daughter would ask me what the mushrooms were on top of the air. <laughs> I was yeah. like, anyway, so in the end, he grew them and then he, and he microdosed with them. Yeah. And he said his life improved dramatically. dramatically yeah. yeah. Totally, so man. Then you look at the people like me and they just go, that's my validation. Stop getting psilocybin and microdosing. And, but what it does is it filters through different environments. It comes out of the academia. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got the crazy people, seemingly, the yeah. CIA madmen we were talking about, like yeah. Ken Keezy's and you know, the McKenna's and Leary and like just pushing this stuff. Yeah. And like this, this, uh, this theory behind it all. And it's just kept on going. And there is this idea that you bring that in, you create this sort of this order out of chaos, man. Dude, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember. There was another thing too that DeLong was talking about people. And so one of the theories that are floating around is like, do they have like a hundred, like a, there's a hundred people doing this and whatever. I can't remember like what it loosely was, but a bunch of people put it together. It was like, is there like a hundred people on intravenous DMT, like talking to the, <laughs> like the machine elves all day long? Like, do you think, it was like, I mean, is there somebody like, is there a branch of the military where they got dudes just IV'd up and like, probably. And they're just coming out and like letting you know, like, you know, like. Well, mate, well, when you hear some of the horror stories about how far things can go, like. Oh, yeah. I, like, I remember reading into, you know, because like I've got a real background of uh, being interested in like meditation. Mm-hmm, right. And 
when I was younger, I went to Vipassana, a Vipassana camp, which is like kind of, you know, just intense breath meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Islands for like 10, 10 days where you can't look at anybody there. You can't wow. speak to anybody and you meditate for like 13 hours a day. And wow, you get up at four in the morning with a gong and you have to go. <laughs> wow. You find a lot of it kind of makes or breaks you, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but it teaches you how to meditate and it teaches you to get past that part where you can't get into meditation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's hard. It was really hard. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, but it was like a, it was like a, it was like a jewel, right? Yeah. Back of that, my granddad, prior, well, prior to me going to that, actually, had given me all these books by a, a lady called Alexandra David Neal, who, in like the early 20th century, like 1910, mm-hmm. she managed to get into Lhasa in Tibet. And she was a Belgian woman, right? Like wow. she's unheard of. But to get in there, she had to go and like live in a cave with this Tibetan guy so he'd help her for like years until she wow. was bedraggled enough and filthy enough and fluent enough to be able to enter through the country and make her way there. And she saw real mysticism, you know, the proper Tibetan stuff. Like, like, like meditating, levitating monks and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and a tulpas. And all, now, so I, I, he introduced me to all that when I was a teenager. So I was like, this, this is cool, yeah? Like, yeah. cool stuff. I didn't appreciate it enough in, in the way that I would now. Right, right, right. But it was cool. And I was like, wow. This is, so I, I read these books. Anyway, then I started, you know, and I meditate and I've done this for passionate. Um, so I'm like thinking, you know, like, it's part of my life, I guess. You know, it's always been there. Right. Uh, but then I start to read the CIA uh, Project Gateway stuff, right? Uh, Itzhak Bentoff, uh, who was a psychologist believe but like yeah. he, he was like basically you've read that report yeah I, yeah i've seen parts of it i haven't read that thing in entirety but i've seen well, enough to know that well, it's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty full yeah, on yeah, like, yeah 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 it's pretty technical yeah but for me right when i read it i was like this is unbelievable because it makes direct reference to the passionate mm-hmm. and says like in terms of it's the same it's almost the same technique yeah um i saw that like, oh, wow so i start reading more and then it starts to quote alexander david neal wow so there's a portion in it, it's like, Alexander David Neal, and they're talking about manifestation of, and it, so I'm going, Jesus Christ. So my granddad like was putting me onto that stuff like in the early 90s, uh, like earlier probably. Yeah, it would have been yeah. like 1990 or something. And then all these years later, you start saying, oh my God, it actually feeds into this stuff that I've been investigating now that's actually affected my life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And this, this, these links like they come up and this is why i believe it's so everything's interconnected like everything totally no d- yeah <laughs> no i mean spot on dude i think and i think it's just happening greater i think once you start picking it up and realizing it like do you see these little things because i mean most of the time you can just be like ah it's deja vu coincidence whatever but once you start like perceiving them it's it either starts happening more or you, or you have a, the ability to pick it out more and it, it either it increases or you figure it out faster and, and it's just yeah all the time you know but it's, it's it's allowing yourself to recognize that's happening too right because like if you're not again like if you're not from a background that recognizes magic or superstition it doesn't exist man yeah it, it doesn't exist so you won't allow yourself to see it like that mm-hmm. so yeah i remember when I, when I first started to even want to change the way that i thought to start accepting that these things happen yeah it became a lot easier oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like as soon as you really accept that these things do happen it, then they happen yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just like wow and, and, it, and it starts happening yeah 
Yeah. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to, I'm going to accept that, that there's not going to be somebody in a van that comes scoops me up (laughs) and pulls me out of here. Because I don't want that shit to happen, to me, dude. I was I was legit. I didn't want to do this for my whole life. Because I would. That's what all I heard, man. You got you, you got shut. You got shut up. You know. I mean, there's there's still stories, but I mean, then then it kind of just like I said, it freaked me out a little bit to hear um, uh, Bledsoe say that too. I mean, it's it's there's it's not what can say that's going to get us into trouble. Like, nah. Why am Bledsoe saying that stuff? Probably shouldn't have said all that stuff. Probably well, he wanted to. So yeah. Good on him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, so who, who should tell him what he can and can't say? I mean, the idea that someone would come along and say, you're not allowed to say this. Yeah, right. I mean, the only thing that gives it any credibility, quite honestly, is the fact that these people have come along. And said that. <laughs> yeah. Quite seriously. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, like, fair play. I mean, like, I swear, that interview is really good. And, I, you know, I have, I, I, like I said the other day, I do believe them. I yeah, do, yeah, I do, yeah. Like, but the reality of it is, like, the evidence is shaky at best. Visually, right? Right, yeah. All right. And the credence to that case is given by the connection to people who are big in the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but there's some other stuff that's going on. I mean, I've read, uh, you know, I mean, read or or watched Grant Cameron talk about a lot of the stuff, you know, his investigation of Bledsoe's and stuff. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but I mean, well, Grant Cameron, not actually, it happened, no. Oh, I, yeah. too, I should do. Yeah, yeah, you should. I mean, Grant Cameron had some crazy experiences with the blood. So it's like, and I'm really paraphrasing. I'll, I'll make it real fast. But basically he went over there because you heard about the tree catching fires on, on blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he went over there, like he was doing something and he drove through. He says a video on, on YouTube. I'll send it to you. But basically he drove down there and he was just going to hang out. And he wanted to take pictures of the tree. And anyways, the, the family dog runs by him. He's there at blood. and the dog is just in, in Grant Cameron still has a pants is just covered in blood. Like the dog's like, throat slit and bleeding all over the place did you hear about that yeah yeah and then it it, it was healed yeah like right in front of game cam and like healed up in front of him and he was like this is the thing i mean i do believe and and, but it's funny the other day right like because not a lot of people on online that i see really get into this because i I still quite like to read about the ron pandolfi stuff yeah right 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 because let's face it he was part of it all whether it Shake his people like to put him out there, but he was, he was a big part of it. And when you start listening to the Grant Cameron stuff on that, like, he believes he was glass of his genuine. Like you start talking to people about portals and mm-hmm. that's one the other night and they were going, they were talking about like metaphysical portals to all the universes or yeah. dimensions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you get on there and you go, all right, well, I can understand the fact that Grant Cameron gets <laughs> <laughs> down with this shit. Like yeah, he goes yeah. on to the blood because that's another thing the blood service said that you don't see anything unless you believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. That's the other thing I read too. And I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, there's like, there's like people camping in his front yard all the time, all day. Bredsel's house is just full of people camping in his front of his house. Yeah. Like right now. And the other thing is that people are putting stuff in these trees, like a, like a teddy bear or some kind of thing, that tree, they'll put, they'll put stuff in it and they'll take the stuff out and people are saying they'll give it to somebody who's sick or something. And it's healing these people, like completely healing these people. Mm. Well, you know that so that's that, and it hasn't been reported on or pushed out or, or whatever. But uh, for some reason, that like that's a thing, you know. Well, if he, if what's it? What if if he's turning a little area of Fayetteville, North yeah. Carolina, into essentially Lords, the new Lords, mm-hmm. where people travel to get you know you've been Lords get healed, yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. to get healed. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first dude to do it is he? Like, no. and he won't be the last man. Yeah, like, but I don't think he's doing. He's just like 
they're just here. People are just showing up. You know what I mean? And I think people are, people just need that savior. They need that, that they need to make it, they may need to make it real for them, which is kind of sad in a way, because like it goes back to the whole thing where you're just going following somebody like, so then, but maybe not, maybe, maybe, maybe the whole thing with the white lady is to come out and say, you don't need to follow somebody. You need to just believe in you. Yeah. 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 And I think that again, it goes back to that idea that people, you know, come up to Grant Cameron, being involved in this stuff. Him talking to some of the people he talks to, like Dan Smith, I really, I talked about him before, the eschatology guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he talks to people that are way out, but he gives them the credence that I think they deserve, yeah, because these people, are the, these, the, some of their thoughts are so off kilter, right. so out there, that they make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and that belief as well, that we're all the eyepieces for, one supreme being mm-hmm. whether we know it or not right. that's what they're saying that's yeah. the vibe that comes out of the dan smith's like the monadism stuff like or the monad like um i've heard grant cameron say i don't know if they subscribe to it but, but, he's, but he's, giving it, he's giving it time he's giving it like he's listening to it you know what i mean like well and this is the message obviously that's the cia dude are saying to ryan like god and satan are the same thing it, taking you down the gnostic path neo-paganism right it's weird that there's those two branches though. There's some, there's that half that's telling them that. And there's that other half that's like. It's, it's God or, or it's. Oh, it's a, we know what it is. I mean, it's something we just don't, you know, like we, yeah, you know, we yeah. believe your story, believe what it is. We just need to know what it is. And the crazy part about all this is, is like, if these people are so, I mean, they're so powerful, they're so connected, they get them, you know, in both sides, right. You got the good, and we just call them both sides of that thing. Right. You got, and they're both in these same agencies, but you got one faction believe in this thing and they got the other believe in this other and they're so powerful, but they're coming. Nobody's, t- none of these beings are talking to them. <laughs> Why? Right. For probably damn good reason, because they know that aligning themselves to one way or the other just completely diverges from what their message or what they really are, Absolutely. whether they like it or not. Well, I mean, and how do we know that the other three families that Bledsoe's are that he says, like, there's other three families and okay, they're a Pentecostal. Like, how do we know that there's not like an Amish family that doesn't even have a television? How do we know that there's not like a Satanist family in the middle of somewhere? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how, how do, like, there could be just three disparate, you know? You go to Tibet where everybody probably meditates and sees them every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Or, or, uh, you know, like the people, or India, where it's just like the guy on the street, like, oh, it's just the white lady. She's here. And then I'm trying to buy some cheese on her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. There'll be people who are tuned into it. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. They'll probably be the ones who would be like, oh, don't sit next to me on the train, man. You're a freak. <laughs> Like, like, and I just want to go home. I've had a long shift, lady. Get out. Yeah, that's it. But I'm trying to tell you the secrets of life. Hang on. I Not go, today, I, lady. Breaking bad's on. Come on. I've got to go watch it. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah. It's, true, man. it's like, and I've worried about this stuff before, you know. Like, for example, I mean, this is just an example, but you get, if you believe, if you, again, come back to belief. Yeah. People believe in stuff like if you're a Christian, a lot of the time, a lot of Christians believe or want to believe that there's going to be a, a second life, coming, life after death, second coming, right? Yeah. Oh, well, a, a, a messiah figure, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's every com- that's everything, though. That's every, yeah, yeah, it's every religion, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, taking it from my point of view, and my I suppose the one that growing up I would have been closer to would have been a knowledge of Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, not now, obviously, but like, um. So yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what you grow up with. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, the idea of uh, oh mate, I've totally lost track. What were we going? What, where did we start with that? <laughs> it was um, the uh, the, um, the people uh, people having the uh, the the two disparate um, entities. So you have like the good and the bad, and like you know, the, yeah. if, if if the if the white lady aligns with one or the other, then you know, like these people believe it's this. So then ultimately their whole entire belief system is validated because they believe it's this. And then if it's the other way, then yeah. they believe, yeah, there is no God or yes, there is the God. And you know what I mean? Like there's that whole, so why you can't go to one or the other. If you're that, if you're that all knowing being that, you know, you can't pick a side, you have to go into the middle to make people go, Ooh. the people that, so that you have to go into, in my mind, you have to go into the middle of the people that think there's God and they're Christians. And they think it's the God thing. And you have to go to the other side too. And those people go, well, maybe we're not right. And the same thing with the Christians, you know, like he, like Bledsoe saying, they're like Pentecostal, you know, we've God, 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 you know, like they can't, like the women can't cut their hair. They can't like, they, you know, you know, they can't, they have to cover their ankles. They have to wear dresses. Like you go to that side and you, maybe they're going to the way other side, like people that just are completely um, uh, atheist or, or worse. Yeah. And, and they're like, wait, wait a minute. There is some shit to this and bringing it together. You know what I mean? Well, it, it's funny in it. Like, you know, when you sort of, you look at the way that, our society is going now and I think this is reflect again looking at popular culture this has been reflected pretty well by Ridley Scott recently and I told mm-hmm. you the other day I was going to watch uh, Raised by Wolves yeah yeah I haven't got into that yet is that great yeah it's su- superb right but yeah. I'll just give you a basic breakdown it's the future yeah. okay the earth is basically being destroyed in a massive war caused by AI all right gotcha hello someone's coming in hi Roots yeah sorry Rob, so don't worry he's gone now <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, caused by like AI. Yeah. And the two factions, human factions that are left over that are trying to survive the AI, who both are trying to kill each other as well. Of course. Are the atheists and the Mithra, the Mithraics. Oh, of course. And they worship Mithra, yeah? Like yeah. the sun and then the solar god. And they've become incredibly religious. So it's like a few hundred years in the future. And it's the story essentially of um, Adam and Eve. Uh, he sent yeah. two AI to a Kepler 22B with some fetuses and say, create an atheist paradise. Wow. So they're programmed to create an atheist paradise. So two robots start to bring these kids up. <laughs> Meanwhile, 10 years later, the atheists and the Mithra turn up, start to have a battle. Yeah. So wow. like, um, it's, it's awesome. So the idea that he start to, starts to bring that stuff in though, mm-hmm. and also some strange fungus that they eat and, you know, uh-huh. getting into the entheogens and, like, um, I think it's, it's interesting stuff. And there's certain t- types of people, again, who have, again, if it's part of these archetypes of the belief systems, yeah, um, the, the, the subconscious that we've all got, we're all connected to the same thing. Mm-hmm. These stories keep on coming back and the, the messages keep on coming back. It's the same stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, the players change, but the same is the same. Every, it's the same thing over and over again. The players are all That's different, it. but it's the same message and it's the same story. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pr- I promise that there, I believe that, you know, psilocybin and all those different um, DMTs, all the things that they, they switch on. I mean, it's been scientifically proven that switches on parts of your brain that don't normally talk to each other. And there's different interactions that you have. And who's to say that that's not an awakened state that, um, that you can get. St- I mean, basically, it turns you into Superman in, 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 in the psychological, uh, mythological part of your brain, right? Or, or that belief center. Well, evolutionary-wise, like from from some of the stuff, like so, you know, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but the idea that these parts of your brain that light up when you're on that stuff, 
exist like, for they exist right there has to be a receptor for it to happen out right. of it yeah like yeah. so the, like, the idea that at some point they were always on <laughs> yeah right uh, imagine that right so like you go back to the like, putting everybody in a IV drip of dmt for yeah your brain's so, always on yeah. so, so if that's so if that was always on and you're super sensitive to it you may you'd be walking around five dimensional beings and of course you would yeah yeah, like, you'd be levitating, you'd be doing all kinds of shit, right? I mean, there'd be, there'd be, that was just a gnat. That's funny, I caught it. I should, man. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I think that's totally, and it goes back to the thing, like, I think that we've been, like, just dumbed down and, like, told that we can't do this shit. And then yeah. maybe that part of our brain just shut off after, I don't know how long, but, like, no, well, no, you can't do that. Listen to this guy, and he'll be able to tell you to do it, and this guy also, still does it. If, if you try and do it, we'll, we'll drown you, yeah. or we'll burn you, or yeah. we'll... Well, uh, in this day and age, we'll tell you a freak and we'll bully your kids at school, right? right. Like, right. Yeah. Like, um, and that's totally. the difference. So it's kind of like, but again, like we said the other night, there is definitely this idea that there's this new spiritual awakening. It's mm-hmm. becoming easier. Like in this country, someone like Ryan, they won't get treated like he's been treated in his part of America. And I'm guessing it's different from different parts of America too. It is. But I mean, it's, it's, it's probably a bit, like if he did that in Brooklyn, they probably wouldn't give a shit, but I mean, you know, no, from where he was at, you know what I mean? You know, it's exactly. maybe though, maybe, but kids just like to be cruel. <laughs> you know how it is. Absolutely. They yeah. do. They do. They do. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, like imagine if you're the son of a, a free, uh, of a Protestant church of England vicar. Yeah. And you school and you say my, my dad like regularly communes with spirits and blah blah, blah and it's you know it's just equally as bonkers in it but yeah depending on where you come from and your cultural conditioning people are down with that yeah yeah go totally to most kids are probably going to that kid's dad's church and experiencing the power of spirit every sunday with their parents yeah mm-hmm. i think people find their own tribes man like somehow eventually it all works out like i mean i you and i I don't know what put us together, but I'm glad that we're friends. We're talking, you know what I mean? But I think that people kind of gravitate towards the people that, you know, I don't know if it's the wavelength we put out or something, but I think that's, that's kind of the thing, you know, people kind of find their own, their own, uh, their own tribes and hopefully expand on them. Well, wavelengths, you know, there's probably, probably something in that, man. There's something in it, like seriously. Totally. I mean, yeah, I was reading something interesting the other day, like based off, uh, you know, there's been these attacks in, cuba oh yeah yeah, yeah. the, the microwaves or i don't know what they didn't even they won't even tell you what it is but you're just talking with there well i was reading this in oh, i'll send it to you man it's brilliant mm-hmm. like, basically they reckon tesla in uh, 1913 or something mm-hmm. came out and said you know i believe that um electromagnetic frequencies i think that's what they were, he was calling them like mm-hmm. you, you can fire them at certain frequencies and it'll create different emotions in people yeah I remember so the that. russians apparently picked up on it and you're that, right? Do you yeah. know if you fire the frequency 66.6, it creates depression. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, I don't know if it's true. Yeah, I, don't right, have, I don't have a wavelength transmitter to blast yeah, 66.6 megahertz at someone. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Uh, but then if you do, you, then you've obviously got 432 or whatever for a lot of the, the meditation stuff. The magic, yeah. The ma- to work out and the yeah, magic yeah. frequency. Yeah, yeah like, the there's mag- all this yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But this article was about the actual science behind it and the fact that they've been creating it and they've been trying it and that um, they, they, the sun apparently, and you probably know a little bit about this, but the sun apparently puts out a frequency too. And is it this show? Is it the show there? What's it called? You know, have you seen that thing that's uh what do they call it, man? It's like a Germanic 
surname, uh, something frequency. Oh, uh, the Schumann, the Schumann, Re- Schumann, resonance. Schumann resonance. Yeah. Yeah. Schumann yeah. There's, there's like a Twitter feed that has the, somewhere in Russia that actually has the Schumann, they measure the Schumann yeah. resonance and it, it spikes and stuff. And yeah. Well, I mean, I can't remember what the basics were. It's oh, fine. It's hard because it's fascinating. Yeah. No, but, but I know, I know, I know exactly what you're getting at because Tesla had that whole wireless transmission of energy and he shut that shit down because it, he was using the ionosphere to transmit it. So the, the bubble around the earth to transmit the, the um, electricity. And then basically everybody just had a receiver, but he figured out that the, the frequency he was transmitted at was like everybody, everybody else's frequency that your brains operate on the planet. Yeah, it was like five hundred. It was like four hundred and thirteen, or I can't remember what it is. It's like some kind of frequency that your brain frequencies at. And he's like, if I did it, it would just make the whole fucking world go mad. Yeah. Seriously, and he was like, I, yeah. I can't do it because I mean, the wireless electricity would be awesome, but it's the well, same frequency as humans, so it just fucks everybody. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it, man? Yeah, well, I mean, you look at Harp and all the other shit the Americans are doing. You can push. They pushed the ionosphere out with the, you know high absolutely. electromagnetic frequencies. I mean, you can do all kinds of shit, right? I mean, I try and keep my my personal conspiracies like down to my UFO stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get confused with which one I'm on. No, like, no, I'm right there with you, man. I, I just, I've, jumped, <laughs> I've, I've jumped into too many holes, man. I, yeah, I know. Do you know when you get into the harp stuff? Like, cause I, I am interested in it. I am. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know there's some, there's some really good stuff around it, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, I've, no, I guess no. I've, I've thrown goes, myself down. No, it goes, it, it goes all the way. Yeah, it goes all the way down to the vibrations of frequency. That's what Tesla said. And you want to know the secrets of the universe? It's vibration, frequency, and you know, I think, uh, I think sound for vibrations, frequency, something like that. Do but, you think he was a Rosicrucian dude? I don't know. I don't think. I think Tesla was his own dude. I don't think. I think Tesla was one of those guys that either was either was a contact. He was touched. Like I, I, I often wonder that if his brain maybe frequent you know like we're just talking about was turned on for the dmt thing like i wonder if something with this physiologically or or even not even if it wasn't physically but like maybe something either happened to him or somebody communicated with him you know it was was just connected to something that completely different and there's people like that they've been out there and there's people out there like that right now all over the place you know there's people that are just and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's just a a certain type of uh just something different you know but i think they are um and i I think those people kind of they shy away from everything they're just like i don't want to be part of any i just want to do whatever the fuck i'm doing and and everything just fuck up or everything else you know um well yeah i mean yeah i mean you see you see these people don't you into over time just like these gifted people man mm -hmm. like well, I did a bit of research into Tesla, just the background of him. Like, mm-hmm. I tried to find out a little more about him. I know that he was spending a lot of time with this Swami guy, like this uh, in India. Ah, he went I over to India for some time, hmm. and um, he was a Rosicrucian. Ah, so I don't know if Tesla ever became one, but I know that he was associating with some, the guy who was, yeah, yeah, sages. You know, like it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, but, dude. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff, you know that. Uh, that I mean, he like basically he got the idea for Elsie and Current when he was walking in, you know, in the in the park, and it just <laughs> came to him, you know, like yeah. and, and it, like oh, a, and, it, and he and he had all of his shit too that he said I would. He's like I I really don't have to do any experiments because I fully think of it, go through the entire thing in my mind, every iteration I could possibly come up with where it's going to break, fail, where, and then when I'm done, I just build it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Uh, where Edison would build the same thing five billion fucking times until it breaks and it does not still work, you know. And Tesla's just <laughs> like, 
He's just sitting there going, oh, okay, I fixed it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he's got, he's operating a different wavelength, you know? I mean, there's been, there, there's people like that all over that we just don't know about, I'm sure. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Like geniuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just amazing. Like kids, you see some of these kids that can speak five languages. And that's another thing, man, that one of those things that they kind of just bizarre, and I can't remember the actual term for it, but it's like, um, like you get hit in the head and then you can speak French fluently. Yeah, have you seen that? that yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like where yeah, you get like yeah. where you get like a head injury, but then you 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 speak five languages. You can do computational math that you can never do before. Like I, I think it's called savant. It's um genius savant syndrome or something like that. Where basically you, you have a head injury and now yeah. you're a genius. And it's that's like the one, that's the head injury you want. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want the other one, right? I've unfortunately yeah. had the other one enough that I just <laughs> yeah, damn it. But yeah. maybe all that's doing is literally flicking your personal FM receiver over to dude, totally the uh, channel the astral, you know, like some people are like, Oh, they've not their frequency out and they're going to be a vegetable for the rest of their life. Some people, poof, maybe it's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But again, like with the, the idea that people get turned onto this stuff through emotional pain, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, shocks your system, like kind of PTSD and right, whether it's right. physical or whether it's mental trauma, right. Open this stuff up. Like, so maybe that's a big part of it. You never know, man. Oh, dude, I think so. I think it's a lot of it. I think it's, I don't know. I, I really think that it, we're just receptors to that's always there. Like that whole, yeah. everything's there. And I think we're just, you know, like we're feeding into it. Like the eyes, like you're talking about, we're feeding into it and we're, we're supplying back to it. But I think the trick is to get, to get back, to come have it come back, you know, yeah. have it come back yeah. in and help, help you down instead of just feeding it back up. That's the key, I think. And I think it happens at times. Meditation will do it. Like other things will do it, you know, emotional trauma, things like that, you know, empathy, you know. Um, What's the I'll, biggest curse of being a human though? I mean, like, I mean, if, if we're the eyes of God or a God mm-hmm. and the only purpose of us, our existence is to reflect back the beauty or not of the creation mm-hmm. of the, of the all, yeah, mm-hmm. of the one. Mm-hmm. All right, so if, if that's how it how it is, once you realize that and actually mm-hmm. can become that, mm-hmm. you cease to stop. Do you, do you, is that it, do you believe? I don't know. It's a tough one for me because I was thinking about this the other day. Because like, the idea of it, I know that oh, when you get into like the psychology stuff again, like when, and I've been reading a lot of Jung recently. But that idea of separating your levels of um, self, down mm-hmm. to the the final ego or above your ego and the id and so on. Mm-hmm. Like there is that element, like and again, like you read about this a lot with psychedelics where people can step above two steps above their own ego. Right. So what they 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 are and that thing that separates them from everybody else is suddenly removed. Yeah, it's ego death, I think is what they call it, right? That's it, but there's yeah. different levels. So it's mm-hmm. like so if you can take so ego death, you might get to the point where you're in ego death. Um, and but you still got some concept of what mm-hmm. you used to be, right? When you maybe you remove yourself from even that, where the concept of the individual is gone completely, and uh, that's probably like are, enlightenment, man. I think that's probably the that, top. I think that's probably the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that probably is the top. But people talk about that being easily easier to fathom whilst under the influence of something like psilocybin yeah mm-hmm. right, like, right, people right. can do it without the years and years of practice right right you know right. what i'm saying yeah oh yeah no and i i, I, I fully believe that man totally i, I do i do it's really interesting man like 
you know, because I'm not, I'm not like a major tripper or anything. Right, right, right. right. Like, um, but I do believe, I do believe that to some degree. That's no, I, like, do, I believe it too, man. <laughs> no, I believe it. No, I thought I heard somebody walking up behind me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's an alien. See? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Tell the government. <laughs> yeah, 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 Fuck it. Uh, they bring it every, all the all the aliens can come. Just I don't want the yeah. guys in the suits. Some of them. Fuck it. <laughs> he wants to have dinner. Fucking guy. Yeah, he wants to have dinner. He wants to yeah. talk, talk about last year's experiences. Yeah. No shit. Oh no, man. No, I think that's it, man. Um, yeah. No, man. This is awesome. It's been a really good talk, dude. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's rad. I, I go. Really off, I know. I go off on tangents, man. My no, mem- no, it's great. My, mem- my, mem- my memory's poor, man. No, like, no, like, mine yeah. is too, dude. No, it's good. I think we. I think we. We all. It always ends up to the same. We're going to in the same spot. I mean, I don't think you and I differ on any of the type of beliefs that we have, or, or at least the ideas. I mean, if we don't. We don't have the same ideas. We still can under- appreciate and understand and go with uh, what the other person is going towards and for. And we, we've Absolutely. read enough that know that you know that what we've what we've been taught isn't true <laughs> per se. Well, yeah. You know, and that um, there's there's more to the, the to everything than this. So maybe we'll get there, man. I mean, maybe we well, will. I, I think that, like, it's for me, it's as simple as just understanding that the West mm-hmm. don't automatically know everything just because we're the West. Totally. I mean, like, you go you go to the East, you go to like India, and you go to Tibet and Nepal and parts of China, and completely different. This stuff to them is normal. Yeah. You know, like having yeah. a shrine and constantly being in communion with your chosen deity or meditating every day. Like, it doesn't exist here. Yeah. No, no, in, in our world, you, you do that. It's a, and it's, you've made a choice to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not, so that would be a new choice, something to build on your internal conscious subconsciousness. Whereas if you're born in China and you do Tai Chi in the park every day and you meditate or you're born in Tibet and you, you know, you take it even further. Right. None of that is a mystery. So you're, conscious collective amongst that group of people must be very different to the other one i mean totally. are they getting these uh women these uh these, the, the, the lady yeah i don't know i mean does, does a tibetan see the lady and if they do is it a the lady <laughs> right and that was my 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 thing was it is it the lady i mean is it i mean i guess they keep pushing the divine feminine you know that's been missing from the trinity and all that stuff but yeah i mean is it is there i, I originally my originally thesis the theory behind the whole thing was that it came to you as whatever you um you perceived it to be whatever made sense to you like if it was the if you were catholic it came to you as the virgin mary if you were you know whatever else it came to you as what you could understand it to be you know and mcmillan said that one like one of the interviews which is weird i mean it's kind of pulled it back into ufos was that you know that whatever they had it, it appeared like the craft the machine it was a physical thing but it appeared to each in individual person as what you needed it to be for you like visually like whatever right like so like it's it's you know it's a craft it's a ufo to somebody but then somebody else it's a ball or you know what i mean like it, it just Absolutely. It, yeah. so yeah. i mean i feel like it it has the wherewithal to understand what you're not going to freak out about or like what you need to make that connection, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, that's kind of where I'm like, maybe the goes to be you as Buddha, if you're a Buddhist or, you know, or the. Well, whatever. yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, and again, I don't know. I, I am stuck on this thing at the minute with the collective 
I'm conscious, you know. No, like, no, no. That's yeah. That's the thing. I mean, if you could hit that, if you have the, if you have these, we, you know, those egregores, you know, like if you understand the concept of an egregore, I don't know. If we've talked about it, but basically, it's a space. An egregore is um, there's a book that's out, but there's a an egregore is basically like so you go to a church, and a church is an egregore because every everybody's collective emotions and and, and conscious and subconscious in that place has a has a resonance and it stays inside of that building. It builds basically like an egregore, right? So it's like a a living kind of. Um, emotion like you know when you go into church you feel like it's a holy place or you like go into yeah, 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 a yeah, bar yeah. and you feel like you're gonna get you know drunk or you know it kind of has yeah. that these physical places have like spiritual or emotional um, imprints on them and so that's yeah. kind of what an egregore is right so if the egregore of a church is different and then but they're movable like you can if you remove the person or the people or the feelings from that it, it can leave that place you know it's not static in there forever you know and I think maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, you have to have enough people in there believing the same thing or doing the same thing and kind of feeling, you know, like like uh like you uh it's so a I collective the space. Into a bar. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. Totally different. It's yeah. totally different, right? Yeah, yeah. So like so like maybe the collectively, like you have the Tibetans believing all the stuff and, and the people in India and all the stuff, but then the Americans are here. Like maybe we need to get to that whole collective egregore where it's like everything is kind of and I think it's kind of happening, whether we like it or not. People are seeing shit, um, and maybe UFOs are the gateway to that. Yeah, well, I think that. Well, yeah, I mean, the UFOs, like, again, <laughs> yeah, because part of me is like feels like they're they're again a manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, but that doesn't make them any less real. No. Like you manifest them, and uh, they become real. And like I think it's get, like the gateway drug is. The orange orange orb is your gateway drug, and then after that is a disc, and then after that it's a white lady. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's whatever you have yeah. to, whatever you can perceive. But I mean, do you th- I mean, I'm guessing that once you head down that route and you open yourself up to that, and you start looking for it, like it's it's like modern shamanism, isn't it? Really, it, totally. Like, yeah. It's like right, and because that's the way it takes you. It's like well. well Unless you're going to dance around the subject and be really be on the superficial of it, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. But if you actually want to dig into your own experiences, if you've had one, it always seems to go. You have to go a lot deeper than who covered that up in 1975. Who what, yeah, what record yeah. technology picked up that? It's like it's you have to read thousands of years of literature. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. and you know it's just as easy. I was talking about this the other night too with a buddy of mine, but like you know ghosts and all that stuff kind of plays into the whole thing too i mean the, the ghost thing i think is that people want to li- know that there's something else like people that believe in ghosts and don't necessarily believe in ufos which yeah. i find hilarious right but people that believe in ghosts my 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 theory is that they want to know that there's an afterlife they want to know that there's somebody there because they're holding on to that thing that maybe these these people are the dead people that are still here and i think that's part of the you know the thing but you take it a step f- far from that i had ex- you know I, I saw ghosts and shit when i was a kid and you know, I met a lady who was, uh, I don't know, uh, she wrote a bunch of books and stuff in Ohio. It was like called uh, Haunted Ohio. Her name is Chris Woodyard. And I met her when I was at the radio station. And, you know, we did like a, um, a Halloween thing. We had her come in, you know, tell us the stuff. And I had seen some really crazy shit in the building, the 1800s building that I was in when I was, you know, on the radio at night. And I was like, you know, it shook me, you know, and I really had like sleep polarity polaris and stuff you know that night you know at the studio yeah, and stuff yeah. and, and i told her i said i've been seeing this shit you know and all this stuff and she's like look you can turn it off if you want to just stop you just don't if you don't want to see anymore you don't have to see anymore mm. she's like just just don't if you don't just tell them the fuck off and you just don't have to see it and then you won't Switch i'm like really it. she's like she's like yeah i'm like it's that easy she's like yeah she's like if you want to then you will and, and if you don't you know i'm like cool so you know i'm like at that point in my life i was like i'm tired of this shit <laughs> like, i'm done so i just like 
I'm like, okay, cool. And then I didn't see shit. How, many, how long ago was that? That was like uh, 1998, right? All right. So yeah, it was like, I was, I was like 17, 18. I was like, man, I, this is freaking me out. I don't want to see this shit, you know? But I mean, you, that was obviously when you first opened yourself up to it, though. Yeah. I was just like, I, I basically had this conversation with her off the air. We weren't on the air, you know, it was just her and I in this room. And I'm like, look, I, and she's like, no, literally, you can just turn it off. And you and don't you have did. to see it. And I did. And that's, I kind of feel like now, like, I'm, I'm letting myself back into it, you know, to the whole thing. But it's, you know, like, um, yeah, I think I think that's exactly what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. and I think you probably you probably even though you were sort of saying about you had your experience again last year, didn't you? Yeah, so you yeah. Had last year. Yeah, it was then, this this July, yeah, the summer, yeah. And then so last year summer, too. Yeah, last year was right. the first time, and then this summer again. Yeah, so two years. Similar now. to me, and so like you know, yeah, the two consecutive years, and then yeah. COVID comes, so then you yeah. immerse yourself more in the online world, and you're back right. in this. Right. But like something. Yeah, something's been going on because there's been lots of people that sound like you and me who have had something when they were younger. Shut it off. And and it shut it off, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then it's happened again. But, like, you know, that advice that she gave you, um, someone gave me the same advice last year when I was really struggling with it. Wow. They're just like, just quickly, just turn it off and it'll go on. Because I didn't like, uh, yeah, because, like I said, like, you know, my my thing was it felt, it was beautiful at times, yeah, Mm -hmm. but, it's so incompatible with day-to-day life. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you live out in like in a commune somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You just can't handle that. Yeah. Crazy, man. Like, but yeah, and it was like, this is not compatible with my life. And it, and it was every day just like yeah. messages, right. and, which seemed to check out too. It was like, you know, this is nuts. I remember going to see a lady and um, she's a Reiki master. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she was just like, and I told her, I just was like, listen, this is what's going on with me. And like, mm-hmm. she was, she was just the same thing. You just, you can just stop it. Mm-hmm. Like you're the person that you basically opened the doorway for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can turn it off too. I, and I feel like it's easier to turn the shit off than it is to turn it back on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Turn it back, one, <laughs> turn, turn back on. Journey. If you turn it off, right. Cause it's, cause because it does suck. Well, you know, mm-hmm. in the end, like parts of it do. It's just like this is not compatible. Oh, it's like, well, like I said to you, it's like for me when I was really going through it, I was like, this is not so so far from being compatible that I might have to change my entire life. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. Then mm-hmm. you know, I didn't ask for that. Right. Um. So then, when it started to fade off, I was grateful. Now, you know, like sometime later, I'm like, oh man, it's almost like a drug. It's like you yeah, I'm back glad into it. it. Yeah, you want to because it's because it is some of it's what it's actually happening. It's, it's beautiful, right? You made it through, and you know it's, it's not it's it's, it's not going to destroy you. Well, I think I've learned that you, both of us are older, yeah. So like, and and you look at it as well, and like, especially as well if you're into the occult or you, you're going down the Rosicrucian route, and yeah. you start to look at it and go, well, "There's so many more levels, yeah, that we can even perceive, yeah, that we can't perceive, yeah, and like." Yeah. And if I want to, you know, if I just accept that, then the idea that these crazy things have happened or do happen aren't as uh, scary. And they're not as scary or as crazy as we think. No. Like, I mean, it's like this idea, like this more modern idea where people are becoming way more switched on to the idea of telekinesis or yeah. psychic ability. Yeah. Um, and connection. Again, this comes back to the oneness vibe. It's been awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. It is. Cheers, Cheers to you. Tally ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chap. No, man. Thanks a bunch. I'm sorry, man. I got to cut it. But no, totally. Yeah. 
I think we should do it again soon, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.